up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Introvert Lifestyle with me, your host, resident millennial introvert, it's Yolanda. So tell me, people, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? What's been happening in the last two weeks? Uh, for me, it's been great. I've had a lot to talk to you about. I'm really excited for this episode of the podcast because, dun dun dun, we're moving on to our business uh week this week and i have my first guests to the podcast on with me today they are black business owners female black entrepreneurs and they're going to talk to us about being black female entrepreneurs especially in this renaissance where we seem to be having so many black businesses coming up and so many black females wanting to take charge of their own futures and their own potential and their own earnings so it's going to be a jam-packed show uh today i'm really really excited if you can tell in my voice i'm so happy to be able to bring this type of content to you guys so make sure that you're liking commenting and subscribing so that you can stick with it and hear more from the millennial introvert and the millennial introvert lifestyle but without any further ado let me introduce to you the co-founders for today. They co-founded their own uh, business. It's Root HR, and I've got Amara and Kishana on today with me. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey. So how are you two doing? What's up? What's good? I'm good. We're good. Um, yeah, busy as usual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How yeah, we're doing well. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And if you guys uh, can't tell, we're still in the age of uh, Corona, so we're actually doing this remote with each other at the minute. Uh, we're all all over the UK at the minute, uh, zoomed in. Um, I'm recording this separately, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, we're not in the same room together. But yeah, so I'm glad you guys are doing well. Are you excited to be on the Millennial Introvert Lifestyle this week? Yes. Yep, yep, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Thank I you for it. the opportunity, Yolanda. My pleasure. How could I not have some uh, Black female business owners on this special episode? It would be ludicrous not to. <laughs> I feel like it would be on my part. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad to have you guys on. So let's jump straight into it. Tell me and the people more about your business uh, and how you got into your partnership, guys, and what your business is about. Um, so our main areas of service is human resources management, business services. Uh-huh. And we also do uh, some individual career services, but I'll let Amarachi uh elaborate more on that okay uh, just like ashana said uh we have three main areas that we focus on so the business side the individual side and then the hr training so for the businesses uh we're kind of a hr consulting firm we offer services bespoke to small medium enterprises so basically okay, yeah. what we try to do is taking off the pressure from their day-to-day hr needs helping them with some, you know, HR stuff like employee relation or performance management offer letters, you know, basically being the HR support for them. Because as you know, lots Uh of small businesses cannot afford to have a HR department. So 
that's why they need us. So we just take care of the, all that has to do with the HR side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the individual side, just like my uh, colleague said, um, we actually help people to get them on their route to their career. So basically looking into things like helping them with CV writing, for example, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles. So everything oh, wow. virtually that will help prepare them for their dream job. So that's what we do. And for the HR training, we just offer bespoke training to, to companies that need them. So basically tell us where the problem is and then we help train, train up your staff. So yeah. in a nutshell, that's what we do. Yeah. Right. So you really cater for literally the single entrepreneur all the way up to the bigger businesses that need for any level of support as well. You guys have got capacity to help basically everybody. Yeah, basically. Um, with the training as well, um, how it would work is that, say, if we don't cover a specific issue that we advertise on our website, like leadership and change management, um, the company or client could just tell us what their issue is, and then we would then design the training and materials for them, as well as the policy, and then deliver mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, nice. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Because what we, what we found is that a lot of small businesses struggle, you mm-hmm. know, they struggle to get their, their people management, you know, sorted. So we kind of provide the right support, the right shoulder for them to lean on mm-hmm. and, you know, take the pressure off them whilst they focus on the other side of business. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because what we found as well is that when people don't manage their employees property properly, mm. it stunts their business growth. So mm-hmm. with our consulting services, it's like a win-win. So they grow their business and we get to deliver that service to them. Nice. Okay. I love that. That's really cool. And yeah. it's not, and it's such a, integral part of businesses and business building as well like no no true business can say that they don't have a hr department or hr needs so that's Mm -hmm. really that's a really great way to position yourself and start building so talk to me about how this idea was conceived uh, and how you managed to get it from conception to your launch which was brilliant and a few weeks ago uh, include everything including your uh, Instagram campaign all that good stuff let, let the people know okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's all it all started in the notes app everything oh, starts, wow. <laughs> every great idea starts in the notes app yeah <laughs> um so I think about two years ago I just bullet pointed what I wanted to get out of my um HR master's degree Mm-hmm. Um, and put it into the notes app um, at that point um, I'd I was working at a law firm and I'd um, worked on a couple of documents for a woman called Vel- Velma Ferdinand mm-hmm. um, she's the owner of Foss Law and she was a black woman and she was the first black woman business owner I'd seen in my professional career and she was doing amazing things and I was just in awe of what she did and all that she accomplished um and I was just like you know what 
I, I actually can do this. <laughs> I mean, with all the isms and schisms that goes on in corporate world, mm-hmm. why, why, why can't I do this? And she, she was just an inspiration. Um, so I switched from law and then began studying HR. And like I said, at the start of the degree, I just bullet pointed what I wanted to get out of that degree. Yeah. Um, I, after studying law, I realized I just didn't like it. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) Um, but there are many avenues for uh, HR consultants so uh, many HR professionals many HR professionals go into consultancy Mm -hmm. outside roles yeah Um, and during the course as well like on the side I found myself doing um, bits for my friends so like helping them with their CVs their cover letter and their LinkedIn Mm. and also going through interviews with them like interview practice and preparation mm-hmm. so um it just seemed like a pretty good pretty good concept for a business because that there, there are cv writing businesses out there and there are other hr consultancy services out there yeah. so yeah i've even worked for some of those uh cv writing companies as well so yeah a big market and a definitely a requirement for a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that there's there's there there was the market so i just thought to myself why not um regarding the name um i wanted something that conveyed direction mm-hmm. um because i'm a very driven person yeah. <laughs> so, so root hr so r-o-u-t-e mm-hmm. hr seemed like a good fit so i checked to see if it was trademarked and then i trademarked it <laughs> <laughs> i love it um and then furlough happened um I'm working as a HR manager currently that's my current official job role Mm -hmm. and furlough happened so um this idea that had just been sat in my notes app for two years it was just sitting there and I was just like why not start building Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I began using GoDaddy um it gives you you GoDaddy specifically because it gives you a free month um, which was great for me because it, it was a time frame that I had to work within. And I said, uh, to, myself, okay. I said mm. to myself, if this, um, if this doesn't, if this website doesn't look good by the end of this month, my heart wasn't really in it. Mm-hmm. So every day for that month, I just worked on that website. Um, and then building the, the partnership, as Amarachi said, um, before we started recording, um, just approached each other um because she was my professional mentor and I really couldn't think of a better person to partner with mm-hmm. I mean we work well together she's got a really good work ethic and she has achieved so much in her career um and I would like to be just like her yeah <laughs> I want to be just like her <laughs> um yeah um <laughs> there, there was a lot of legalities that went into it behind the scenes yeah. like building the partnership agreement and the contract documents and stuff mm-hmm. um but studying law helped me with that so yeah. i didn't have to pay solicitor fees no <laughs> yeah. yeah i just got a solicitor to check the documents and that was free of cost for me so yeah that's really good <laughs> 
Yeah. So nice. So literally you had the idea in the back of your mind for those two years and then you had the perfect slowdown moment when COVID happened. Yeah. Like, let me just punch it. Let me just go. Let me just go get it. And yeah. Amara was there, primed and ready. When you made the offer, you were like, yep, yeah, the this sounds perfect. So did it make you, um, did it make it, what's the word I'm looking for? Did it solidify the fact that you were on the right path when Amara was like, yeah, no, we can definitely do this. This is solid. Let's run with it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, Amara, she is always someone that I go to for career advice and advice in general on life in general. So um, if Amara, she says yes, then <laughs> it's got to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, because Amara is your mentor as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. So when when the mentor gives the go ahead, then you know, okay, cool. <laughs> We're all with it. I like that. But it's uh, yeah. it's quite interesting to note though that actually entrepreneurship in the black community is mm. it's on the rise, but it actually was never lagging before, which mm. I found like amazing. Understand for black women, uh, mm. we are the only demographic that out entrepreneurs if that's even a phrase um are the the men in our race so in all the other races the men out entrepreneur the women except for the black um for black people the black Mm. women actually we start more businesses and go down the entrepreneurial route for um far outseeding our male counterparts which i Mm. found quite interesting to find out and note so how what, what do you guys think about that well, that's very interesting to see that um, black females are very driven. Mm-hmm. And I think it stems from our heritage. It stems from a lot that has to do with some of the challenges that we have to navigate. You know, mm-hmm. I know that every black woman has got their own story, you know, but, you know, there's this drive to make it. There's this drive to survive. There's this drive to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and I think that speaks to the statistics, although mm-hmm. there might be some limitations as well that we have to also navigate or think about how do we circumvent all of these things that are right in front of us. Mm-hmm. But then um, I would say that, you know, it's like I said, it stems from our heritage. So we're natural fighters. We just want to win. We just want to go for it. Mm-hmm. And and I think when we set our heart to something, we, we definitely would achieve that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I do find that very interesting because uh, you would think that mostly um, black males are leading the entre- entrepreneurship field, but because you see they're so visible. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So maybe that might be because that they've had the opportunity to be amplified, whereas even though we out entrepreneur them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We're gonna make it a thing, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah, we'll make it a thing. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though we out entrepreneur them, um we maybe there's like Amarji said, the barriers and circumventing that barriers it becomes difficult because we're not getting the same platform as, as they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah and obviously that's that's not fair but we still clearly seem to be making it work according to these stats that I've yeah. seen that, you know, we're still pushing forward and still getting it done. Yeah. And I think more recently, especially prob- probably just in the last few months though, the conversation has switched for me to amplify the voices of black women. And I've been more mm. 
aware of that and my social media feed seems to also be um compounding that theory that we're black women now we're being called to the forefront people recognizing that we haven't been given these opportunities as much as men and our black male counterparts as well and we deserve it yeah <laughs> like we we, we we need to be backed too by them and we need to have solidarity amongst ourselves which there is there's definitely solidarity amongst black women already but we need to compound that even more and build that and just take this rocket ship to the moon mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Want, yeah. To phrase yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I i definitely agree because as black women you're i mean race is a barrier but then you also have the barrier of being female mm-hmm. 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 um and mm-hmm. i think that has an effect 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 on the business prosperity of um black women-owned business and brands yeah exactly and i think when you are black women as well the <coughs> excuse me the um the thing as well is when we get to that height i'm not saying no one else does this but i can see it definitely for um the black women that i've talked to in entrepreneurship that we tend to reach back a lot as well so when you get to that place mm. and you learn how you get there and what the pitfalls are how to navigate you there's a lot more reaching back to build the black community and share that knowledge so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh i like to see mm. uh which is really good mm-hmm. so but in in all of that anyway as well though we can't deny that there's some trepidation and some fear because i know that yeah. for me and my brand like the millennial introvert it's a podcast and it's also my website it's also my digital products and it's also my instagram um mm-hmm. facebook page LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff it's it's a um it's a widespread brand at this point in time that deal that's multifaceted but just the taking that first step like that first step took me years <laughs> to actually do i know that you said something similar as well kashana when we were chatting beforehand as well that it took mm. you and yeah on the podcast she said that it took you years to actually you know take that first step and jump into it so talk mm. to me about those fears around being business owners rather than uh rather than colleagues and employees um i think my the biggest fear was failure (laughs) yeah (laughs) um um, but then again if you don't try you never know i mean there's a lot of like issues surrounding uh building a business and and a lot of things that you need to get your head around so there was Mm. there was a lot of information that you had to get up to speed with very very quickly mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah but it it was just really really the fear of fa- failure to me for me what about you Amarachi? i think um building from what you've just said about failure um when we look at ourselves as as women for example so first of all being a woman and and secondly uh, being black uh, women, we, I think we had, we have a tendency of wanting to get every I dotted, every T crossed before we actually go on a venture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, when you look at the research, for example, you find that, um, a man and a woman on the same job, you find that the woman has got much more qualification compared mm-hmm. to the man. 
So the men are kind of, they are the reachers. They just go, they just think about something they execute. But for women, they want to have it all planned out. They want to have the right sort of certification to back mm-hmm. it up. They want to go through all the years of training before they actually take the leap. And, and I think for me, that's, that speaks to our fears. That speaks to some of the things that hold us back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, sorry, yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, I've actually read that men will, statistically, men will go for a job that they feel that they're 50 qualified for. Yeah, whereas yeah. women, we yeah. need to feel that we're 100% mm. qualified for the job before we even yeah. go for it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. And, I, and I think that, you know, that is one of the biggest um, barriers that we face uh, and especially for me personally, it's just the fact that being a woman and being black and, and also being an immigrant um, in, in this country, it doesn't, sometimes I look at myself and I, I question my capability and my ability in, in having to do something, in having to execute something, mm-hmm. just because you've got some sort of um, negative remark or the fact that people think you cannot do it. So I think that's the pullback, even if it's just a gesture, even if it's not an overt sort of expression, it it has a way of getting to us and it kind of, uh, it pulls us back from trying to reach from Mm. what, where we see ourselves or where we, we kind of try to, we want to sort of understand it. We want to, we want it to make sense all the time. We want to have an explanation before we can take a leap. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case with other people. Why do we have to get an explanation? Why do we have to, you know, build a narrative around something before we can explain it to somebody and then we get endorsement before then we can now take that leap? And I mm. think that's that's the biggest fear. That's mm. the biggest fear for me. Yeah. Yeah. The whole leaping into the unknown. Mm. Yeah. Because you, you don't know how it's going to turn out. But like, like I said, um, without trying, you, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, failure is part of the process. So mm-hmm. are, I think we, the first thing to do within that ball of fear is understand that you're probably going to get it wrong. Like I got it wrong three times before I got <laughs> it right. And I'm going to get it wrong again before I actually reach to the top of um, the larger scale long-term goals I've got. I, and I've not I've gotten over it. It's easy to say. But when you're in it and when you're actually working up the courage to do that first jump, take that first step, it's so much mm-hmm. harder to do. But that's what you hear. Everybody, everybody who's done it says, yeah. get over the fear, get over yourself. Just do it, try, fail, get up, dust yourself off and do it try again. again. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think that's really good. Um, so that, so that to, to tell people who are where we were, just maybe even a few months ago as well like that with that trepidation like no just get over trepidation and just do it do it scared do it anyway Mm. (laughs) yeah doing it scared is better than not doing it doing it all i honestly agree Mm. because um with the whole launching and stuff um we were scared, like, the night before the launch, Amarachi will tell you, I was scared, mm. I was anxious, <laughs> I, I was just like, what if no one likes it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, again, Amarachi reminded me of the potential of the business, mm. and the potential is there, the market is there, we just need to 
get our foot in the door we need to just exactly. take those steps day by day and then you'll you'll see the results yeah exactly yeah. And that, that's the same thing i'm telling myself with all the ventures that i'm doing as well it's just it, it's gonna take time but you have to start yeah, like that's true if you don't start then you'll never you'll definitely never get to the point that you want to get to you have to start to see that growth so yeah exactly. so for me especially when i'm online and uh i'm building my brand on instagram so i'm mostly podcast based website based and i've got my instagram as my main uh online feeds i see a lot um of millennial entrepreneurship so mm-hmm. a lot of millennials are really stepping away from that traditional mindset of making money. The nine to five doesn't really cut it anymore. Uh, we don't really want to be tied to our bosses. Uh, we want to mm. be making our own time, making putting our own hours in, giving our a hundred percent of our efforts to ourselves mm. and our own legacy. Uh, how, what's been your experiences of that? Well, for for me, I just felt that like we were just talking about why can I do it now? Um, so it's okay to have a nine to five job um, because then to some extent in your mind, you feel that you've got some things guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But another thing is that you don't own it. Mm. So, so basically, uh, I know that you can never get rich working for someone else. So yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, how much you earn on a job or how many years you work upon it, you work on a, on a certain job, you cannot get rich working that job. You'll be comfortable. You'll be okay. You'll be all right, mm-hmm. but not rich mm. now. And, and for me, it's, it's just about, is this just what I want to do with my life? Really? Do I just want to get stuck in a nine to five rat race mm. and then having to retire and then look back and just, you know, all I can see is just me, going to work every day, coming back and just doing somebody else's bidding. But yeah, exactly. I, I, just, mm-hmm. I just wanted something that is more meaningful. It's about, you know, what does this mean to me? And how am I giving back in, yeah. in my own way? How, how is my own voice heard? So, and I think that was one of the things that actually it drove me to, to start in this business. Because it's one thing for you to be teaching some of those principles and techniques of, you know, how you can manage people, but it's mm-hmm. another thing to see how it's actually implemented and to support businesses to be able to do it properly. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of HR businesses out there. There's a lot of HR departments and a lot of companies out there. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, companies would need to think about how to put people back into their business because mm-hmm. now the whole process of HR has been so mechanized and, and it's just like a process People don't see it as a, as a, as a, it's a human being. You're actually mm-hmm. dealing with people, not processes. And, and for me, that's one of the driving force for me. So wanting to show people or demonstrate to people how it is done or how it's supposed to be done. So I don't know if Kashana has something, you know, to say about it, but this is my view. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the same, really. I do not want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I mean, I love the structure. (laughs) (laughs) I love the structure. I love the routine. Um, but being furloughed and then have then going from 
not doing anything to then creating my own routine sort of um mm. that was that was great um in terms of like putting our all into the business um there was a lot a lot of work done in the run-up to the launch so plan the planning of posts um mm. we have a whole social media calendar and we've planned posts um for the year for the rest mm. of the year wow. <laughs> yeah um and all that needs to be done is that every is it a nine days or ten days in Marachi? Yes, um, ten we, days, yeah. Yeah, every ten days we just um, create the like a slideshow mm-hmm. um, and we have the different posts and the captions and then it's just to post them and we have a routine. So we post one post one day and then the story another day and we both know what mm-hmm. we're going to post, where we're going to post, how we're going to post it. So that's been quite good um we do um like a prospects list as well mm-hmm, um yeah. so the the businesses that we're going to reach out to um we've planned we've planned that ahead of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've set, set ourselves targets and again going back to the whole nine to five thing it's now whenever i see fit so at the moment it's <laughs> it's like 12 to 5 <laughs> 12 to 5 this is my my true my truest dream is yeah. to get to that point where yeah. mornings no longer exist mornings are just mine for whatever yeah mm-hmm. i mean some days i wake up and do some more work um and sometimes i'll work on the weekends but mm. um having that time to yourself while ensuring that everything is all planned and ready to go that really Mm. makes a difference Mm. whereas work you can go in and you'd be working on one thing and then something else will come up I mean I'm not saying that that's not like that with the business um but it's less so like that because you know what you're gonna do today um (laughs) so you you've already allocated that time so you know this time is for the business and this time is for me like you were saying on your i think you did a live a live feed um earlier on in the day um, i did yeah and you were saying that one of your most important tips is to plan mm-hmm. yeah 100 mm-hmm. you, you can't get out of the the planning if you, i know it's so cliche and so cheesy but failure to plan is planning to fail <laughs> honestly mm-hmm. honestly <laughs> honestly mm-hmm. And there's no other way around it if you don't set set out exactly what you're trying to achieve by when by doing what by what streams by what mediums mm. you're not going to get there you're not going to see any of those results or any of that um or any like anything at all because you you won't you won't know what you're working towards it's happening mm. working towards and breaking that down into smaller goals uh, goals and actions that lets you actually take steps forward otherwise mm, saying that oh, i just want to launch a business i want to get my instagram to a thousand followers but what's the action saying <laughs> mm, <laughs> it out loud mm. doesn't achieve anything what's the plan what, what are you going to do mm, like are you mm. going to plan your content a year in advance like the ladies <laughs> of are or mm. like, like like what is it you, you have to have those goals and that plan in place otherwise you're going to get nowhere but um, before you were saying as well uh kishana that you had a you know as part of your plan you had a list of 
companies that you were going to contact as well um, mm. to get your business off the ground. But in that in that vein, I wanted to ask you guys: was was did you ever feel, or did it ever deter you as black women knowing the disadvantages of being black and the way that black females are seen, especially from getting into your business and thinking about what potential your business had? Not really. Um, because we're more online based, so the mm -hmm. customer doesn't have to come into the shop. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of takes away from it because I've heard stories of big brands. Um, so they have their own brand profile on LinkedIn. Um, it's a black woman owned, but on the side, she has like a full, a faux LinkedIn with a white mm -hmm. woman also working for that brand as an assistant mm, and she will oh, use wow. the white woman's profile to approach the brands that she will work for that's mm. insane mm. yeah I, I yeah i've heard that um so i mean hearing that story um how she got around that was just to believe in herself and believe in what her brand could do mm -hmm. um because she got to the point where she was approaching them as herself as the black woman mm -hmm. um and she was getting rejected but when her assistant approached and then in the assistant introduced her as a black woman the clients were then surprised i mean again that the whole situation surrounding that really didn't bother me because she just said look you just need to believe in your brand and believe in your mm -hmm. purpose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I think that's that's what's driven me and and driven that uh area of fear out yeah for me i definitely think i i still have some of that fear because a lot of what my the second half of what my business is is face-to-face -face contact and giving those courses and webinars and um mm. workshop and things like that so it's like mm. that fear is still hovering over me a little bit and only of course only time will tell but i definitely mm. feel like Mm. especially in the in this last quarter of the year there's definitely been a shift mm. towards people wanting to show diversity and inclusivity yeah, in yeah. yeah. So i kind of feel mm. like i'm on the cusp of it not being as much of a disadvantage for what i want to do and what i want to achieve mm. um, no. whereas you know even as little as a few weeks ago i wouldn't i would still be very i would still have lots of trepidation about having to have those client meetings and make those pitches and close those those sales mm. and those um mm. contracts so mm -hmm. yeah it's a bit yeah. i think we yeah i think we come to a point where we kind of second guess ourselves and mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of ask yourself are you sure about what you're doing and like you were saying and kashana was saying uh, when you're faced with some of those um, barriers or some of those limitations and you kind of doubt am I in this for what it is or mm -hmm. am I, do I see myself competent to be able to see this through? Mm -hmm. But again, I think that it, that in itself, um, even though it might seem negative, but I think that we need a little bit of that to, to push ourselves more mm -hmm. to, to, to go for it. Because if we get to a point where we are chilled and, you know, everything is all working out, then there is no, sort of motivation if you understand what i'm trying to say there's no there's no drive to to mm. go get it yeah so we need a, a little bit of that can i make it am i sure of myself to keep pushing ourselves and pushing above 
you know, those, those limitations or those barriers that we see in front of us. So I think it could be positive depending on how we look at it. So everything's all about perspective mm-hmm. and it's all about, mm. like you were saying about planning and preparing yourself um, for eventualities that might happen or occur in the business as well. Mm. Definitely. And like you were saying as well, um, Yolanda, you feel like you're on the cusp of a, like a, a renaissance period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot, a lot of um, like black, ne- black owned networking um, sites. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. One of them being um, the Black Young Professionals Network. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So they do, they have a black business direction, direction. Ugh, can't speak (laughs) (laughs) they have a black business directory um where people could advertise their business advertise their services um Mm. where industry leaders like black industry leaders can meet up and discuss um topics and networking events um they do mentoring men and 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 coaching um for people as well and then another one is um the black pound day which started yeah i saw that yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's now like a monthly thing now and wow. so there i i think we're we're on the cusp of change so even when we get to those barriers i mean mm. the potential is still there yeah that, like there's more awareness that that these young black millennials are, are in the game and <laughs> they're, doing, mm-hmm, yeah. they're doing a pretty good job at the game <laughs> yeah, that's true definitely definitely i like that mm. okay so we're getting to the end of the episode so i want to ask on behalf of the black women who are listening who are still unsure about branching out into entrepreneurship they're still a bit tepid about taking a step to buy that domain name or <laughs> launch that, <laughs> that site or that product or whichever any advice for those ladies who might be listening right now um just do it i mean there's a lot of lessons that we learn along Mm. the way because there's a lot that goes into the background of setting up a business Mm -hmm. so these are things that go beyond the domain name and the website um but we have you got a few of those to give us uh yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so with marketing and content building um, we um, had a few allies um, organised to help us. So um, Lauren Willoughby helped us with marketing and content building. Uh, Lucy Everett, copywriting, business tone of voice. Uh, mm. Libby Owen Jones, B2B sales, approaching and planning. Uh, mm. Tom Andrews, business strategy and business pricing. Jake Atkinson, business finance. Elise Ngobi social media and organic growth alice rath seo and analytics and racial valshak um graphic designers um so we all that goes into the background of it because mm. i didn't even know what seo meant <laughs> before beginning the business so again like a way to drive traffic to your website search engine optimization Optimization. yeah Yeah, looking at your analytics i didn't know i didn't know anything about that even down to the graphics and how you're seen before they start reading your information Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't know that how to start a 
approaching businesses and planning planning um to approach businesses i didn't i didn't know that things like business finance vat and the things like registering for tax didn't didn't know Mm. um so there was a lot of lessons on um, business development that we had um from that team of people yeah i mean (laughs) i mean as well as that i mean at times um with things surrounding like black lives matter um you learn that it's like it's important for us to take a break Mm. because that's true yes it's your business but you also need to look after yourself mm-hmm. yeah um quoting what you said from your um live show mind body and soul yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it love it <laughs> yeah you, you've got to look after you've got to look after yourself so yeah. one of the lessons i've learned is it's important to take a break yeah you want to get things done yeah this needs to go out by then but are you feeling okay to do to do that right now do you need yeah, to have a yeah. a duvet day <laughs> yeah 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 well just to add to what kashana has said i mean there's a lot in in putting together a business yeah the first thing is to ask yourself you know why am i building this business you know what is the motivation behind this business because mm-hmm. you need to think about how you come across to your consumers or your customers, you know, what's going to be the right tone, you know, how, how are you going to position yourself to be seen? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's a lot of sleepless nights. Um, like for us, I think we had lots of sleepless nights um, mm. up to the time of the launch. I mean, it's just easy enough now, but like she said before, there were lots of things that we needed to think about and God did send us like blessing in disguise. So we had like all of these wonderful people and, you know, they kind of opened up our eyes to look at all of these angles of the business. So it's not just about your passion, but you also need to think about, you want some money out of it, isn't it? You, at the Mm. end of the day, you want to be making money out of your business because it's a business. So you, you also need to think about, it's not just about your passion, but how would this passion be received by other people and Mm. what's going to be the value uh, and, and, and are they going to be able to pay for the, for the value that you've put upon that business? Because that's also key. Mm. But irrespective of everything we say, you would always doubt yourself. You always second guess yourself. But, you know, just go for it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just go for it. You never know. Just go for it. Yeah. Just plan, plan and plan because it will yeah. save you a headache in the long run because yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah without the planning and without so we wake up today we know today we're going to post this um, mm-hmm. today we're going to approach this person yeah it takes out all that extra worry that's true yeah and yeah. The, the, yeah that anxiety that's definitely something that I advocate for as well think- on my um Instagram all my posts I plan them a week in advance each mm. uh, and that cycle mm. of just planning for that week and then every day I just have to hit post oh mm. the wait <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just taking the time to get that done and do that in bulk yeah like, so planning is everything mm. I think another thing that I I think I should mention is you know sometimes we've want it we want to figure it out all by ourselves mm. so i mean where you lack knowledge i mean just ask for help seek mm. advice yeah mm. because you know 
nobody is a compendium of knowledge. So you cannot just say, I've got it all figured out. I don't need anybody's help. I'm not going to ask this, the sister for help, or I'm not going to ask, you know, just ask for help because you never know why you have mm. to struggle to, to think through something where you've got people with the right expertise and they are willing to offer advice. Mm. So I would just say, you know, shout, scream, kick around, yeah. do something and, you know, ask for help when you need it. Mm. And, and I'll also try to be more realistic try to break down your logistics, you know, thinking about things like what's going to be my target audience? What, what am I selling? What are my core values? How mm. will all of these things translate into business? Mm-hmm. Because mm. that's also very important as well. So mm. I think there's a whole lot, but again, it all depends on the nature of your business, what you're selling or what service you're selling or product you're selling, you know, mm. just like to adapt really. I think going off what you said, Amarachi, about um, people wanting to do it on their own, um, sometimes I think that that will hold you back because wanting to do it on your own just to say, I did this, Mm -hmm. is not not good when there is help out there. There's loads of resources, lots of people who are willing to help you, even even if it's just like a, like a, like a like an Instagram DM or a text message there are people mm. out there with the mm. knowledge that you don't have to fill your gaps in knowledge um and help you grow yeah sure Definitely. I love yeah. that one. that's so good right ladies this has been a very empowering and insightful and just all around amazing episode for me. I loved it. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed having you thank on. You. So thank, thank you. you. So thank you. The Glider. first, the first guests on Millennium Introvert Lifestyle. So yeah. as we always do at the end, we do the social shout out. So let the people know, let the listeners know where they can find you, how they can get in touch with Root, H- Root HR. Give it to them. Okay. Um, so our, uh, email address is contact at rootHR.co.uk. our website is www.roothr.co.uk that's www.r-o-u-t-e-h-r.co.uk um, and we are on twitter at rootHR, um on facebook root hr on linkedin at root hr (laughs) (laughs) Um, and on instagram at root underscore hr um yeah root hr will get you on root yeah lovely (laughs) and you guys know as always you can find me at the millennial underscore introvert on instagram and once the next project is launched i will have all those other handles uh, as well <laughs> for you to find me at so it's been a pleasure ladies i hope to have you back on uh on another episode as well so you can catch up with the people and let them know how things are going uh mm-hmm. and, but for now i will bid you adieu and thank you everyone for listening as well again it's been amazing and i'll see you guys in two weeks time where it's going to be the lifestyle episode because you know how we do and it's the millennial introvert signing out <laughs> <laughs>